All right, welcome back to the Kadash podcast. This is your host, Joshua. And um, today we're going to be speaking on the power of communion. So as I was seeking the Lord this week, I, I really felt it heavy on my heart to speak on this, um, just basically because Christmas is coming up, right? And uh, what is the whole reason, you know, of Christmas, right? Of course, it was Christ's birth, but it's a bigger picture to just the birth. I mean, how did it end? How is it going to finish, right? What what's what's going to what is next? What is past? What is previous? What is present, right? Let's think about all these things. And um, I wanted to speak on the power of communion because it's it's important to the followers' life to do this to remember, right? Remember, I'm I'm so you know happy that that this you know is celebrated um, because it's important. It's important, and and the power of communion is important to do. Um, you know, weekly, if possible, daily, you know, I mean, I mean, you cannot hurt from doing it more often and remembering more often, because what are we remembering, right? You know, God's love for us through his son, right? That's the the ultimate sacrifice, right? The ultimate gift. So I kind of just wanted to go through some verses and just speak a little bit on this. And, and the main one is one that everybody knows, right? John 3.16. For God so loved the world, right? So loved. Let, let's focus on a few key words within this verse. For God so loved, so loved, so loved. Sometimes I have to repeat some of these words just to make sure that I'm understanding where it's going and where it's coming from um, to comprehend, you know, the rest of the words and the text that come afterwards. So for God, for God so loved the world that he gave. So those are two words that really pop out to me. He loved, he gave. He loved, he gave, right? So love is is a giving thing, right? He loved so much that he gave. He gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him, this didn't believe pops out to me, right? Believes in him. This isn't just about believing that he came, right? This is about believing who he is who he is. He is the way, the truth, and the life, right? We have to believe in, in him. Who is he, right? He is also the word, right? That's what the Bible says. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. Um, the, He is the word. So the word, what, what is the word? The word is the Bible, and we can go in and dive deeper into that in, in all that he is. So when it says whoever believes in him, it's it's not just his personages, personage but that, that that came down right it's all that he is encompassed of every angle every every facet of who he is think of a, a diamond and how it shines in different directions and different lights and how all these things we have to think about that okay yes it, it is it's single singular in the in the physical it's it's a diamond it can be held it can be touched right but when you put it underneath the light it shines all over the place. So, so we can't believe in just the singular physical manifestation of, of, of God in the natural, but it's all of the supernatural and the things that he represents, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him, all that he is, right, shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him, through him, through him, right? 
Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in in the name of God's one and only Son. The verdict is, this is the verdict. The light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into light for the fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. That's beautiful, right? So when we look back at... at, at who, Okay, so... Whoever does not believe stands condemned already. So due to the fall and our fallen nature, we have not been born again, right? And, and, and the Bible says we, we must be born again, right? So we're already in a condemned state until we place our belief on him. We are born again of, of water and then, of course, by his spirit, which is really important, which is one thing that I, I eventually want to get into because I feel like that's something that's not too touched on. Um, I, I feel like it's really important to be, uh, you know, born of the Spirit, you know, in the book of Acts and, and, and Pentecost and all that stuff and whatnot. But um, so now let's go back to this other verse I wanted to get into. So let's, it's Luke, what was it? Luke 22. 19. So it says, this, it, this is talking about the Last Supper. It's in, it's in that, uh, you know, paragraph. It says, he took the bread. So let's look at that, right? Let's, I, I, we have to dive deeper in this. That's what a lot of people say, you know, meditate on the word. Meditate, you know, he took, he took bread, right? So the bread was freely given, right? Let's think of that as the body, right? The bread was freely given, but he took, right? So we as, as creatures, right? Created, that's what specifically that means, created. We, we have free will. So the bread, the body is something that we have to reach out and take because we can resist it, right? There are people that, that resist God, right? And there are people that accept God. They accept it by taking uh, what it is that they have received, right? Right. I could I could have my hands out to give you something, right? And and I could say, hey, this is free, man. But you have to reach out and take it to receive it, right? So he took the bread, he gave thanks, and broke it. But going back to the took, because I have to go back to that. Um, it's important that when whenever I take of this and and I I do this um with my boys, I I I. I put it out and I have them reach out for it. And I make the, I, I try to get them to understand how important it is in an understanding that this is something that you take, that you have to reach out and take. Yes, it's freely given, but there is a will behind you taking it. So back to this. So he, he gave thanks and broke it. Why, he, why did he break it, right? Because in his brokenness, we are made whole. He gave it to them. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So why do we take of this communion, right? Why? In remembrance. 
we 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 have to remember because remembering reminds us of John three sixteen that he so loved the the uh, that he so loved us right that he gave he gave he gave for God so loved the world that he gave so we remember because we remember his love for us through his son right so let's 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 read on and let's see where it goes. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant. Okay, so we need to dive deep in on that. It's the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. Okay, we're going to go ahead and stop there. New covenant. So to think about the new covenant, what was the old covenant, right? We have to think about what the old covenant was. So the old covenant, let's say Old Testament, right, was sacrifice of, of animals right and their blood and their body that was broken so in new covenant jesus comes and says you are doing this in the new covenant this is through me that you will receive so from there i want to go ahead and flip to um hebrews so we're in hebrews 10 hebrews 10 14, 14, it says, for by one sacrifice, this is Jesus, okay? This is new covenant right here. For by one sacrifice, he is made perfect forever. Those who are being made holy. The Holy Spirit also testifies to us about this. First, he says, this is the covenant I will make with them after that time says the Lord, I will put my laws in their hearts and I will write them on their minds. Then he adds, their sins and lawless acts I will remember no more. And where these have been forgiven, sacrifice for sin is no longer necessary. This is the new covenant. This is the new covenant. The old covenant is gone. Okay. We come to the, to the mercy seat of, of the Lord and through repent, repentance, um, we receive forgiveness. But the, the, the key point in this verse is that for by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. We are, we are clothed in his righteousness when we receive him. And that's the hardest part for you know, us to understand. Um, it's definitely something that the Holy Spirit really has to reveal to you is understanding that that he came to live the perfect life so we could receive that and be clothed in his righteousness and and, and when we receive that revelation that we are we are in a process right of, of they call it sanctification right as we are being made perfect we are we are being made holy and through the forgiveness the the sins and the lawless acts he, he doesn't remember they are written off they're forgiven the, the forgiven, that the sacrifice for sin is no longer necessary, necessary. Hebrews 10, 18, right after that, right? So going from the verses and understanding, you know, why this is important and remembering that, hey, Jesus died so I can be forgiven, so I can walk in righteousness and through this covenant, he is putting his laws in our hearts. And on our minds, 
that's that's important. As we connect these verses, okay, God loved the world. We do this in remembrance. The new covenant. What is the new covenant? And we connect these three verses together, we realize, or, or we should come to the revelation of the the in the in in goal is is that the law the law is written in our hearts out of God's love for us we love Him back through the laws being written on our hearts and our minds and we act out in obedience out of reverence and an understanding that man He loved me so much that He was willing to do this to send His Son to die for me so that I may be made righteous so that I may be made clean right. This is important. So this is why we do this and in, 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 in the reason of the season, right? Um, the birth was the end, which was this, not only for him to come and bring the word and, and all that he did and all those facets that we talked about, you know, with the diamond and stuff and whatnot, but that it, it, it ends with, with this, with the forgiveness of sin, with the, the, the being made holy, with the, the for God so loved the world, with a new covenant. Under this new covenant, we receive forgiveness, we receive grace, we receive a love that that is so overwhelming and so, you know, passes beyond our understanding that when we come to the rec the realization of receiving it, it's we have no other reaction than to love him back and walk out these laws that were written on our hearts and our minds. So next, I kind of want to go into, you know, what communion is, right? And then we'll, we'll take of it and we'll go from there. But um, I was looking up basically what this word meant, right? And uh, communion, right? It says the sharing or exchanging of intimate thoughts and feelings. The service of Christian worship at which bread and wine are consecrated and shared. So in communion, we share the gift of God. We exchange the, the beauty of the realization of the act that God did for us, right? Through, you know, intimacy, right? Intimacy, relationship with him. So um, I thought that that was good. And that's really what's been on my heart. So um, next, we're just going to move into a time of, um, you know, uh, receiving this, taking it. And I hope that you can use this and apply it in uh, your life and uh, continue on with this, um, you know, weekly, at least, I would say, just remembering, remembering, remembering that that's something that we have to do. We, we have to be made new. We have to renew our minds daily. We have to pick up our cross daily. This is something that we have to do daily. We can't, you know, push this aside. We can't forget about it. And, and how do we do this? In remembrance, right? And in, in, in remembrance, in you know, reading the word, hearing the word, worship and prayer, we are remembering and we are we are all that he's done for us, all that he's given to us, his word, um, Jesus and, and his love and, and all these things that are good. We could we could continue to go on about it. But um, yeah, so we're gonna move into that next. All right, so we lift up the bread. And we break it in an understanding that his body was broken for us, for our transgression, our sin, 
his body was broken so that our bodies, our spirits may be made whole, complete, without blemish, like your word says. Lord, may you help us and remind us of who we are and how you see us through your eyes. May we see through your eyes, Lord. May the eyes of our spirit be opened and willing to take of this bread and receive it as you intended it. It is in the name of Jesus we take the bread. We lift up the cup. The cup that was poured out. The representation of your blood, Lord. The blood that covers us. The blood that calls us righteous. The blood that calls us loved. The blood that washes us white as snow, Lord. Help us have a revelation of what this does and how powerful it is. To us, for us, through you. May we recognize and remember you today. Remember how much you loved us, that you were willing to come down, Lord, and to be broken and let out for us, so that we, we may rise again with you. We take this in remembrance of you.